Is this chicken what I have or is this fish? What are you? An idiot sandwich. Idiot sandwich what? An idiot sandwich, Chef Ramsay. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? Congratulations, you're a meathead, son. But you know what? Don't ever put your hands in my underwear. This is the lamb Where's the lamb yeah, I mean, you really don't make friends around here, do you? I, I didn't come here for that. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Snap Back to Reality, the podcast where we revisit the trash TV we grew up with and love to hate. I'm your host, Riley Innes, and this is episode 71. Welcome back, everyone. I know that I am a little bit late getting this episode out, so I'm going to blame that on Mercury Retrograde because it is what it is. Uh, Also, if you are interested in astrology at all, I noticed this week as I was filling out my planner, because I always put in the planets and moon transits just because, that every single planet except for, well, I don't pay attention to Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto because those like never move, but every single planet except for Mars is in Aquarius this week. And I just noticed that and I thought that was kind of weird. Um, Things things are going to be weird. Uh, So... What's up, everyone? (laughs) I wanted to do some updates before we get into the actual recap. Um, So a couple weeks ago, I was on a cross-country trip with my brother. I think I mentioned that in the last episode because that was released while I was on the road. And that was a really awesome experience. Um, I don't... It was fun. Fun is not the right word because is it fun to just be in a car for 15 hours for like three days in a row? Probably not, (laughs) but it was a good time just like hanging out with my brother and seeing the country. Like that was so cool seeing the landscapes, especially in Wyoming and Utah, um, Oregon, as we drove along the Columbia River, like up across the border uh, between Oregon and Washington and then down into Portland. That was a gorgeous drive as well. So that was awesome. And then it was really cool getting to spend a lot of time with my brother because I realized that that was the most time I'd ever spent with him like since I was a child and I'm pretty sure that was the most time I'd ever spent with him alone like without our parents there because when we were children our parents were always there so that was like a great way to get to know my brother as an adult and it turns out that like we get along really well and we're really good friends (laughs) so that was awesome that was very like net positive of that uh road trip yeah he got a job in Portland so we got there and we got him all set up in his apartment uh with a ton of stuff we got from Target and then we went to Ikea the next day and realized we should have gone to Ikea first because everything was a lot less expensive there um and hopefully I'll get to go out there and see him again soon you know with COVID and everything it was very nerve-wracking flying back uh it's been a week and a half now I don't have any symptoms so that's great but I really hope I can get the vaccine soon so I can go see my brother and go hang out on the other side of the country again because that was cool as hell Other updates, I don't remember if I mentioned this last episode, and I might have, so this might be me repeating myself. If not, like, it's, it's, I'm gonna do it anyway, because the world needs to know regardless. (laughs) Um, I watched the movie Promising Young Woman a few weeks ago, and that is, like, the best film I've seen in years. It's so good. I can't stop thinking about it. I really want to watch it again, but we paid $20 to rent it. Actually, Kelsey paid $20 to rent it. Thanks, girl. And I don't want to pay $20 of my own money to watch a movie I've already seen. So I'm waiting for it to come out on streaming. But if you haven't seen that yet, please go watch it. It is worth $20. (laughs) I know that I was just saying like, oh, I'm not going to spend $20. It's worth it. It really is. It's just not worth it to spend $20 the second time you watch it. 
Maybe it is for you. I don't know, but it's really fucking good. Um, and then lastly, I did just want to say that it's Black History Month. So everyone, I hope you are supporting black creators, um, buying from black owned businesses, donating to individuals who need help. Um, there are a few different GoFundMes that my friend has posted that I've been trying to donate to. And then of course, I'm going to be doing my monthly donations uh, for the podcast. So speaking of, um, let's do donations for January. So I totaled everything up on February 1st. It was 495 plays for the two episodes in January. So doing my normal 15 cents a play, that works out to be 74.25. So I'm just going to, of course, round that up to $75. So I will be donating that $75 to the Angel B. Wilson Foundation. I'm going to be doing it this Friday because that's payday. And I went a little bit too hog wild with buying from a black owned business and spent like $50 on cosmetics the other day, which I'm very excited to get. It's uh, the business is Glam Kitten Beauty um, and she has amazing like soaps and like beauty products um, and her whipped green tea soap smells amazing. I'm using it right now. It's like my favorite thing. So I had to get more and then there was like a bunch of other stuff on her site that I wanted to get to. So um, I'm, <laughs> my, I'm over budget for right now. So I'm going to pay my donations on payday. Uh, oh, but I did want to update. I think I mentioned in the last episode when I said, uh, mentioned that I would be donating to the Angel B. Wilson Foundation. Um, I mentioned that they award scholarships to students in Miami-Dade County High Schools. I actually just saw recently that they've expanded their scholarship to be, um, it's open for all students in Florida Public High Schools. So that's awesome. So if you know of anyone who would qualify for that, please let them know about the Angel B. Wilson Foundation. And yeah, I'm excited to be donating to them on Friday. And then for February, I was trying to decide which uh, causes I would choose. And ultimately, I decided to go with the Black Trans Travel Fund. And then I'm going to also donate to um, BYP 100, which is a local organization here in Durham, or I'll at least be donating to Durham's chapter. Um, they do a lot of stuff uh, with defunding the police, um, abolishing, you know, prison, that sort of uh, abolitionist kind of framework. Um, so that's a great organization as well. So those are the ones that I will be donating to. And then, you know, I've been doing my budget and, you know, like we don't have student loan payments until September. So I think I will just continue to do, <laughs> continue to do my donations every month. And we will see what happens when we get to September. Let's hope that they cancel our student loans before then. Alright you guys, so this week I wanted to do something a little bit light and fun. So we're going to talk about MTV's parental control. In my mind, this is like very much a sister show, like a twin sister show to date my mom. And then next in Cribs, not Cribs, next and Room Raiders and like the other ones are like, you know, they're in the family. Those are like the older siblings and the cousins. I have a very specific metaphor for this for some reason, but I very much associate parental control very closely with Date My Mom. I bet they probably played back to back on like MTV2 or whatever back in the day. So I remember watching this in middle school. I mean, obviously it's fake as hell. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a second, but it was fun. I mean, it's just like one of those dumb MTV shows that like if you need to kill 20 minutes, like this will knock it right out. So this show ran on MTV from 2006 to 2010. Um, so it was heavily scripted, uh, not exactly like it was written out. There was an actual script for them to follow, but producers did feed everyone their lines pretty much. Um, and the premise was that there are two parents who hate their child's significant other and they pick 
two people from a random pool of potential daters for their child to go on dates with. And it's weird to say child because it's like they're teenagers, you know, they're like 17 or 18 years old, but that's how, you know, they're the, they're the parents' children. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? Um, so they basically try to get their child to pick one of the other people instead of dating their like horrible boyfriend or girlfriend. So there was a Medium article that was written by someone who had gone on the show. He was one of the daters. His name is Chase Thomas, if you want to try and give him a Google. Um, and he gave some background details. He said that it's filmed over the course of three days. Uh, the first day they do the audition, or I guess if you're a dater, the first day is the audition, quote unquote, for the parents where they like get asked questions. I guess the parents actually do choose who they want and it's not the producers. I don't know. Maybe it is the producers. Um, the second day, the date was, like, the dates are actually filmed, and the producers, of course, are the ones who set up the dates. The guys have nothing to do with it. Um, and then all of the parent significant other banter and the picking up and dropping off of the date, <laughs> that's all filmed on the third day. And then, of course, that's when the actual finale is filmed. That's, like, what am I trying to say? <laughs> the finale, when the person chooses who they're going to, like, ultimately end up with. Um, so he also mentioned that whoever gets chosen is uh, gets a bonus payment. They get like $250 just to do it, I guess. And I don't know how much the bonus is. Um, and he also mentioned that in this case, the parents were not even together. They had been divorced for a while. And the quote unquote boyfriend of the girl was actually just like a close friend of hers. And she told, she told the guy, she actually ended up like hanging out with the guy. They like hit it off Um he ended up spending the night at her house and like hanging out with her and like making out with her. And she told him that she was going to pick her friend and they were going to split the bonus payment. Uh, he was hoping the next day that he would get chosen anyway, but he did not. Um, in 2017, there were some articles that I found that talked about MTV was going to be rebooting parental control, but I haven't heard of anything since then. It doesn't look like there's been any kind of significant reboot or movement on that. So that's the background. I mean, there's not a lot to get into. It's not a super deep show. And why did I choose this episode that we are about to talk about? Um, because of the ending. I don't want to say anything other than that because that'll give too much away. But yeah, that's why we're talking about this. There are a bunch of episodes available for free on YouTube, at least if you're in the United States. So super convenient if you want to go on and watch. Um, this one is called, titled, Mikey and Fernando. Or at least those are the two people featured well the boyfriend and girlfriend pair featured so we are immediately op we are immediately introduced to two adults uh, in their 50s or so they introduce us or they are introduced to us as Jim and Penny and so they tell us that their daughter Mikey is just the most wonderful daughter a parent could have she is loving she's beautiful she's smart but of course there's one big problem her boyfriend is a total scumbag. Uh, so while her parents are telling us about how shitty her boyfriend is, we get to see some shots of a grown-ass man dancing around down the street with his ass crack just fully hanging out. So the narrator tells us that Mikey and Fernando have been dating for five months. She apparently loves everything about him, but her parents will be setting Mikey up on those two blind dates because they want to get her away from him. Uh, meanwhile, Fernando will, of course, be forced to watch the dates with her parents as they go down. And at the end of the day, Mikey will decide who she picks. There's a theme song for this. I didn't even realize there was a theme song until I was watching it just now. 
So now we get an introduction from Mikey herself. So she introduces herself and says that her boyfriend, Fernando, he's cute, he's fun, and he always cracks her up. Um, and then we get a cut to Jim in a talking head saying that Fernando is gross. He says that he likes to lick my daughter like a damn lollipop. So apparently Fernando likes to lick Mikey's face. Like that's just a thing that he does. Uh, we get a few shots of him doing it there, a full on lick just up the side of her face and forehead. Um, and then they really buried the lead on this because then Jim and Penny go on to say that Fernando just pees wherever he wants, dumpsters, trees, anywhere but the toilet. Is this not a sex offender charge waiting to happen? I feel like this is the most significant thing is that this grown man just whips out his penis and pisses on whatever's around. Like, that's not cool. That's, like, really inappropriate. So we see, like, it's a hopefully fake. I mean, I'm sure it's fake <laughs> because this is parental control. But for the sake of making fun of everything, I have to, like, pretend that it's real. Um, a little vignette, basically, of Fernando, like, having just peed on a tree uh and like sighs you know like ah yes and like tries to like hold out his hand to Mikey so she'll take it and she's like ew don't touch me and walks away in disgust um Jim also says that Fernando wears his pants so low that his ass is always showing and Penny goes hey Fernando crack is whack and they chuckled together because she felt really good about that line even if she didn't come up with it on her own do you remember when like that was such a thing like that was such a, like a cultural conversation that we were all having the whole sagging pants which of course is like you know it's like rooted in like racism because of that like coming from the hip-hop movement in general and I don't know like the fashion and musical background to like go into that that's just like my very 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 like idiots overview of the discourse that was happening but do you remember the American Idol guy who sang the pants on the ground song um what was it pants on the ground pants on the ground looking like a fool with your pants on the ground that was like such a thing that was happening in 2006 so then Penny says that Fernando's always doing a stupid fake yawn like he's bored with the world and so we get a few shots of Fernando just like yawning exaggeratedly, including one moment where Mikey like walks out in a cute dress and he yawns. And so she walks away in disgust again. Um, and then Jim says, you know what I'm bored of? His face. Ooh, Jim. Yeah, you really got him there. So then the narrator tells us that it's time for mom and dad to meet the potential blind dates for Mikey. Um, so what's interesting is like usually when we see the the auditions for the parents it looks like it's just in some random ass location like there was one that I saw that they were in a bowling alley um, or like they'll be sitting like at a park bench or something but here we actually see the outside of, of a building that says MTV Productions and then they look to be sitting in some kind of professional like conference room that's like set up to be an interview room because there's only like three chairs in there. Um, I guess it's because this is in LA, it's in the Southern California area that they can actually do this at MTV instead of just in BFE. But I'm assume, I assume that they only filmed this, filmed this show near MTV's headquarters anyway, because why would you travel to middle America just to film this stupid ass half hour show? 
So we see several different men walk into the room and introduce themselves. Um, one guy brings in a plate of cookies and offers them to Jim and Penny. And Jim says that they don't look good, uh, rude. They looked fine. They looked like delicious chocolate chip cookies. I would have at least taken one and taken a bite to see. But when Jim says that, the guy was like, okay, fair enough. And just yeets his plate like off the side of the screen. Who knows where that went? Um, so the first question that the men all get is what they do for a living. So we hear some different answers. Cookie guy says that he's an RA, like in a residence hall in a college. So I don't know if that's a graduate school RA or if he's like an undergrad, what he, what his deal is there. Another guy is a surf instructor. Um, Penny compliments him. She's like, oh, you have beautiful eyes. So, you know, if Mikey doesn't pick him, Penny might. And then... And then my favorite moment that happens. Well, there's a lot of moments that happen that are good that all involve this man. <laughs> we get an emo kid, a classic mid-2000s emo kid. You cannot argue with me and tell me that he's not an emo kid. This man is the blueprint. And he says that he's a personal trainer. It doesn't make any fucking sense. I love it. <laughs> we'll come back to him. So then another guy says that he works in radio. Penny says that he has a great voice and calls it sexy. Like, Penny is really coming on to these guys. Um, and then the man's like, oh, thank you. But that, that my voice isn't even the sexiest thing about me. And she's like, damn, the sexual tension between Penny and this guy. Watch out, Jim. So then the next question for the men is they want them to sing a song. Um, I think they just want to, like, make them sweat a little bit. No one is good. It's all very bad it's just so so bad so there's one song about how the lickings don't stop it's it's not good oh it's not good um the cookie monster guy <laughs> cookie monster ra guy sings a song about like rocking her world rocking mikey's world and jim and penny are offended <laughs> like Jim's like that's my daughter you're talking about but the man who is just like the lickings won't stop is just fine so then Jim asked the men if they were a superhero what their superpower would be uh one guy who he has like a bit of an accent so I kind of had a hard time understanding what he said a little bit earlier um or he says that he doesn't need superpowers because he already has the ability to attract women uh, and then everyone answers in the same vein of it's like super boring. The RA guy says that he'd have the power to keep the ladies coming. Surfer dude says that he would have super strength so that he can take a shot at her boyfriend. So that's, you know, always a good sign, violence. Um, and then only one man is interesting. He says that he would like to be a time traveler. And for him, I say, thank you. Thank you for finally having a fucking interesting thing to say. Um, emo guy says that he would like to read minds because he would read their mind and nail the interview so that he can date their daughter. And then Jim says, well, if you can read minds, what am I thinking right now? Which is not what he said at all, Jim. He said that he would like to read minds. But emo dude answers and he says, "Ooh, you wish that you could have hair like this, which is the just iconic spiky emo hair. It's the blueprint. I swear to you. Um, and Jim seems to be into that. And then we have another guy who says that he would like the power to have good smelling farts. Uh, Jim responds, wouldn't we all? It's kind of strange. Um, so then Penny says that their daughter's boyfriend is very cocky and she wants, and he wants everyone to know it. So he, they, she asked the guys to show them their best victory dances. 
So like the singing, I'm pretty sure this is just designed to humiliate these men. Uh, so while they like awkwardly shuffle around, there's like this instrumental of what sounds like sexy back, but I don't think is sexy back. It's off-brand sexy back. I don't know if MTV couldn't clear the rights for Justin Timberlake's music, uh, but it's like hilarious because I for sure thought it was just instrumental sexy back and then I like listened to it I was like this is like um an under pressure ice ice baby kind of situation there's like one little half note in there that makes it not the same song um oh at one point Penny starts throwing dollars at a man like get this girl into a strip club like get this woman into a Chippendales or something Penny is frustrated so they ask the men why they should choose their daughter, and a bunch of answers are really fucking boring. It's like, they're all good guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's basically it. Um, they all say goodbye and leave, and then one man, as he's walking out the door, he turns back and he says, hey, mom, don't forget, the lickings don't stop, or like, whatever the fuck, something like that. And it's disgusting. So now Penny declares that it's time to thin the herd and they open up an old ass MacBook Pro. I don't even know how old this MacBook Pro is. Like it's like a relic from the past. Uh, it looks like they don't have any kind of like programs or anything up. It literally looks like someone has taken all of these men's pictures, turned it into like a little grid and saved that as the desktop background. <laughs> and that's just like, they just open the laptop and they just stare at the men on the desktop screen. So they point to their pics on screen, but of course we don't get to see them because we have to maintain the suspense. Um, Penny says that she picked her guy because he has style. And Jim says that Fernando is not going to stand a chance. So now we cut back over to Mikey's house and Mikey gives us a rundown of what's about to happen. I guess just in case anyone has forgotten the premise of the show over the course of the commercial break. Um, she says that her dad's pick is up first and she knows he's going to treat her like a lady. So in the living room, Mikey and Fernando and Jim and Penny are all just sitting, waiting for the first date to show up. Fernando says that Jim is jealous of him because he's getting some and Jim isn't. And Jim's like, oh no, you'd be surprised. Jim and Penny are freaks. Like, they cannot keep it in their pants. I bet they're fucking swingers. I bet they bring in younger men. They got a whole Jerry Falwell pool boy situation going here. Like, get it, guys. So the doorbell rings and Jim opens the door and he reveals Jared, the blonde surf instructor. And Jim says that he picked Jared because he's smart, he's respectful, and he beats the hell out of Fernando. So then Jared and Mikey say hi. We get a little split screen flashback of Jared in the interview talking about how he's such a gentleman. Put a pen in that. Um, Fernando says in a talking head, when I first saw Jared, I thought this guy had a better chance of getting me pregnant than stealing my girlfriend. And so it really honestly took me a second to parse out what the fuck this man meant. Because I think what he's saying is that it's impossible. Like, he couldn't possibly steal my girlfriend. Like, he couldn't possibly get me pregnant. But in my mind, <laughs> in my mind, the first place I went was some fucking slash fiction impregs place where Fernando and Jared are just off in their own world and Fernando's walking around with a baby belly. Um, Mikey and Jared head off to their date at the ice rink. Mikey says in her talking head that from the moment Jared walked in, she could tell that he was a gentleman. And meanwhile, back in the living room, Jim asks Fernando if he's sad about having to watch the date. Fernando just says that he's sad that he has to sit there with these two douchebags. And that's like a lot. I mean, I guess 
MTV was feeding him the line, but to call your girlfriend's parents douchebags on TV is just very disrespectful. But that's the whole point. Like, these people are horrible people. So Jerry tells Mikey that he thought going ice skating would be a good way to get to know one another, which does not make any fucking sense to me because you don't talk while you're ice skating, but whatever. Uh, And Fernando also yells at the screen at this point about Jared holding her hand as they walk into the rink. Um, So they're getting into ice skating gear or what we think is ice skating gear. Um, And Jared asks her what she likes to do for fun. Mikey says she loves to shop and go to the beach, which super fun hobbies, girl. Jared tells her that she is a surf instructor or Jared tells her that he's a surf instructor. And then back at home, Fernando says, I surf the internet for porn, but I'm cha. Uh, Mikey makes some comment about how it's weird to be getting into a bunch of clothes because most guys want to take her off or take them off of her. And so then he's like, oh, well, I guess I should have taken you to the beach instead. (laughs) Which, okay, I'm going to circle back. This is a very, a promising young woman moment where the quote unquote nice guy, the quote unquote gentleman is an asshole like all the rest. Um, he also, and see what he's about to say right here. He compliments her shirt and he's like, oh, I like the, the low cut going. And so Fernando calls him out for checking out Mikey's boobs. And you know, he's not entirely wrong right here. So Jared and Mikey head out onto the ice. They are in full hockey gear. They got like pads, they got helmets. And so Jared tells her that they are not going ice skating today. Um, The reason they're wearing all the gear is because he and his friend invented a new sport. I guess you would call this a sport. And it's called power skiing. So he calls his friend Tim, who comes out riding like a four-wheeler, an ATV, I guess, on the ice. I didn't know that you could ride a four-wheeler on an ice rink, but I I guess it's fine. I guess that's an appropriate adventure for it um make there's like a shot really quick of mickey's mouth and or mikey have i been calling her mickey or mikey i swear to god i have no idea (laughs) i just like i swear to god i just like blacked back in and i was like what the fuck is her name it's mikey that's what i wrote in all my notes but i just called her mickey right there okay i'm sorry guys mercury retrograde that's what i'm saying communications all wonky so her mouth is like a gape like as this man drives out in his ATV. It's really funny. So Jared explains that they are going to get into skis and Tim is going to pull them around the rink. Um, It seems kind of fun, actually. Like, I wouldn't be opposed to this. Uh, Except they give Mikey the outside. So she, like, gets flung around every fucking corner. Give that poor girl the inside. And so then, like, as they're getting ready to do power skiing, power skiing, Jim makes a comment on how he's never seen power skiing before, which, of course not, because it's not a real thing. And then Fernando says, oh, you know what else you've never seen before? Your toes. Which is just some gross fat phobic comment, which, like, doesn't even make sense because Jim is not that fat. Tim starts up the four-wheeler, and he takes them around the rink pretty slowly, but then he starts to pick up a little bit of speed. Um, and then Mikey crashes, eats shit. She takes Jared down with her. And Fernando cheers. Like, that's still your girlfriend, dude. Uh, Jared asks for a kiss to feel better. And Mikey gives him a kiss on the cheek. She's being very chaste. Um, and then Fernando says to Penny, your daughter sucks and she's bad at skiing. It's like, so fucking rude. They try to take another lap, but Mikey falls down again. 
Penny's like, oh, I'm not sure if I like this date. I say, just wait till the next one, girl. And so then Jared's like, oh, why don't we just go get some hot chocolate instead? So they go over to the concession area, I guess, and grab some hot chocolate. And Mikey thanks Jared for being so nice to her, even though she sucks at skiing. And she says that Fernando would just be yelling at her. Which, like, girl, dump him! Like, I know he's, like, a shitty boyfriend, and that's the whole thing and the whole point of this show. But, like, if he yells at you just because you're bad at something that you've never done before, like, fuck that man. Kill all men. At this point, Mikey notices that Jared has his tongue pierced, and she says that she also has her tongue pierced. Which, Jared's like, yeah, your mom told me. <laughs> which is weird so she sticks out her tongue to show him her stud and he asks her if it's real silver and she nods and then he's like oh well there's one way to tell and I was like well you don't need to tell and she already said that it was and then and then this man leans over and this man bites her tongue ring he like takes his teeth and he bites her stud and Fernando is yelling, what the fuck is he doing? And I am honestly on his side. What the fuck was he doing? And then Penny cheers for this for some reason. Like, I know she hates Fernando, but what the fuck is going on in here in this day? Like, it doesn't make any sense. So then Jared says that he had a very good time on the date and that he bought something for her. And he goes and brings her the ice skates that she was wearing earlier and says for their next date, she'll have a pair already. Which, I mean, free skates, those are not cheap. I guess it was the production team that actually bought them. But I was like, hell yeah, like, no one else on this show ever gets a present from production. And then for, uh, Jared says that he wants to get Mikey out of this cold weather, which is a weird term for it because you're inside, um, and head home. So then back at Mikey's house, she has her talking head, says that she has a great, she had a great time with Jared, and her mom's date is up next. So they're all sitting on the couch again. Fernando does his fake yawn thing. Penny calls him a jerk. And then Fernando licks Penny. He like full on licks the side of her face. And it's one thing to lick your girlfriend's face, but it's quite another to lick your girlfriend's mom's face. Even for, even if production tells you to, you can say no. So the doorbell rings and Penny opens the door to reveal the fucking emo kid. I was jazzed. When I tell you I hollered, I was so excited that she chose him. His name is Mike. Uh, he showed up wearing the iconic emo kid blanket scarf, just so placed just so across his chest. Like he literally looks like if you Googled emo kid 2006, this man would pop up. I love it. So Penny says in her talking head that she picked Matt because he's handsome, he's smart, and Mikey is going to love him. Um, so Penny introduces Matt to Mikey and Fernando. They head out to their date together. Mikey says that her first impression of Matt is that he has crazy style, so she knows they'll have fun on their date, which I think she's referring to his hair and scarf. She's also, like, she's very, you know, kind of blonde, SoCal kind of looking girl. She doesn't look like she would want to date an emo kid but she seems to be into his fun quirky style so matt takes her to quote unquote his favorite restaurant in venice which now we know is just some random restaurant that production found that they could film in mikey seems to be impressed though also just as a side note she looks very much like melissa joan hart right here like if you're watching if you go back and watch this on youtube please let me know if you agree like i'm getting strong melissa joan hart vibes like very you know sabrina the teenage witch era so back at home, Fernando rags on Matt's scarf, um, <laughs> and Penny's like, it's called style. And I was just like, it's called fashion, sweaty. 
Mikey asks if it's expensive, like the restaurant, and Matt's like, oh, you know, don't worry about it. I got this. And so Mikey comments on how she normally has to pay because her boyfriend doesn't have a job. And Matt's like so, he's perfectly, oh, he's so good at being shady without being cunty because he's like, oh, oh, that's that's weird. Like, why wouldn't, why would you always pay? She's like, oh, because my boyfriend doesn't have a job. He's like, oh, well, you should get a job or something like that. Um, Matt orders their food and he asks about why her parents don't like Fernando. She brings up how he yawns at everything she does. Again, he's like, oh, well, that's really rude. Like he's just, no, he's being polite, but he's also like full on shitting on Fernando. Like he's got a very good strategy here. So while they eat their food, Matt asks Mikey to play truth or dare. Truth or dare. (laughs) I said that really weird. Um, and then Fernando says at home, truth or dare, I dare him to shut the fuck up. And Penny's like, I dare you to shut the fuck up. And Jim's like, I dare you to get the fuck out of my house. So they're really telling him. So Matt goes first. He asks Mikey truth or dare. She chooses truth. And then he asks her what the naughtiest thing that she has done in public. And she says, when she cheated on Fernando. Like, damn, girl, you're just going to admit that on national television while you, when you know your boyfriend is going to see it later and your parents? And I, there's no more details that happen, but I have to know more because she not only did she cheat on Fernando, but she did it in public. Where? How? I need the details. <laughs> so Jim and Penny laugh at this for some reason because, you know, they just fucking hate Fernando. But then Fernando calls her a slut and insults their parenting skills. And that's just like, ugh, it's gross. So then Mikey asks Matt, truth or dare? He chooses dare. And so then she dares him to demonstrate his kissing technique on her hand. Um, it's This is really cringy and awkward. I really hate this moment. Because, like, not only does he just, like, kiss the hand, which is fine, whatever. Just kiss the hand. But he, like like pillow talks the hand he's like oh wow you're you're looking so sexy I've, I've been noticing you all night and then he makes out with her hand and just like you don't need that part um then Matt asks Mikey truth or dare again this time she chooses dare as well and so he tells her no pressure you can totally say no but I dare you to get a tattoo <laughs> so production came up with this production was like yeah you know what this day you're gonna you're gonna play truth or dare and then you're gonna dare her to go get a tattoo or did they just say play truth or dare and then he was like "Mm, okay fuck it let's go get a tattoo I don't know I'm guessing it's probably the first one because they probably had to get permission to film in the tattoo shop but he says that he's gonna get a tattoo with her and she says she's down (laughs) and so then back at home Penny's like hold on wait a minute did she just say she's gonna get a tattoo So Mikey tells us uh, that she's going to get survival of the fittest across her shoulder blades because she's, quote, really into Darwinism. And it's just like, what what do you mean by that, Mikey? What do you mean you're really into Darwinism? Because for me, that's that's a little bit of a eugenics red flag. Uh, I just think you might want to watch what you say there, girly. Matt says that he's going to get a diamond because he already has a couple of diamonds and he thinks diamonds look cool. All right, that's a good reason as any. So Matt says his favorite tattoo shop is right up the street. They head out. Jim and Penny are thinking that Mikey's not actually going to go through with this, but Fernando says that she is crazy enough to do it. Um, I will say that I have a spur-of-the-moment tattoo. I got that in college. Me and my friends were out getting manicures or pedicures. I think pedicures. Um, And there was a tattoo studio, like, right next door. And I had a friend who, like, decided that she wanted to go get a tattoo. And I was like, you know what? I'll go get one, too. Um, And I really love mine. It's very cool. I've got, you know, it's been, like, 
seven or eight years now since I got it and I still love it a lot. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with getting a spur of the moment tattoo. So then um, they walk into the shop, they tell the tattoo artist what they want and they both like sketched out their designs on napkins. So it's really funny. She's like, I'm gonna get this. And she like holds up her tiny little napkin that says like survival of the fittest on it. And then he's like, yeah, and I'm gonna get this. And he like holds up a diamond. It's like, bro, it's a diamond. The tattoo artist knows how to draw a flash diamond. Like you don't have to bring in your reference. Um, Penny says, maybe it's gonna be a spray on tattoo, but no girl. So they all, they, they get their tattoos. Uh, while she's getting the tattoo, Mikey says to Matt that she wishes he could hold her hand. Um, and then as soon as they're done, they, you know, reveal. We see Mikey got survival of the fittest in some kind of fucking, like, ACDC font across her shoulder blades on her back. Uh, Matt got his diamond. It's like a chest piece. It's got some filigree on either side. It's fine. <laughs> Stum, whatever. Um, Mikey's really stoked. She loves her tattoo. It actually doesn't look bad. Like, the placement looks really good. I just don't like the font. And I still have questions about the quote. Um, but she's stoked. She loves it. Her parents are in shock. Fernando asked them uh, how he, or Fernando asked them to ask him how he feels. And at the same time, they both go, I don't care how you feel. And then Matt says, Oh, one last thing before you go. I'm going to give you a matu. And she's like, what's a matu? And so then he takes a Sharpie and he draws I heart Matt on her arm. It's stupid. <laughs> they get back to the house. Mikey says in her talking head that her date with Matt was the craziest date she's ever been on. Which I believe, girl. Like, you went and got a tattoo with this man. At least they didn't get matching tattoos. Like, at least their tattoos, like, didn't have anything to do with each other. Didn't have anything to do with, like, the date. It's just, like, she wanted to get something. He wanted to get something. And they just both went together. But now comes the hard part, she says. She has to decide if she's going to stay with Fernando or pick one of the guys her parents picked for her. What? But why stay with him if you already cheated on him in public? Like, obviously, it's not, he's not that special, right? So then all three of the guys are chilling on the couch in the living room. They all stand up when Mikey and her parents walk in. So she tells them that she thinks she knows who she's going to pick, but she's going to give them all one more chance to win her heart and tell them why she should pick them. So Matt's reason is that he thinks they would look amazing together. Okay, whatever. He's into aesthetics, obviously. Um, Jared says that he's the guy for her because he can show her the wilder side of life. But you know what? I think Matt's got you covered too because uh, he just got just gave you a tattoo or took you to get a tattoo. So that's kind of the wild side of life. Fernando says that he should, or that they should stay together because the other two are douchebags. Like he, he really channels some Jean Ralphio energy in that moment. And that's like not a reason why they should stay together. It's just a reason why Fernando hates the other two men. So Mikey says that they're all really sweet, but she has to get rid of one of them right now. And so she tells Jared that he's really sweet, but she thinks he's too shy for her. And then, and then this man fucking responds, good, I didn't want to date a butterface anyways, and walks out. Sir, sir, your whole thing cannot be that you are a gentleman and then you act like that when you get turned down. That is, that, no, that does not a gentleman make. That is, that's a hard man, not a gentleman. A bad man. Um, outside he gets a talking head, like a little interview to camera. And so like, who gets a prison towel on the first date? I'm from Texas and that's redneck. 
it's not a prison tat. They went to a tattoo studio. Like, don't, don't be an asshole. Anyway, fuck Jared. Like, I was really into them. I liked his, like, cute little shaggy blonde hair and his cute little striped sweater. And then he said that shit, and I was like, fuck Jared. Um, Nike, Mikey says, now it gets hard. She says that she loves Matt's wild style, but thinks that he might be too off the wall for her. She says to Fernando that she loves him, but sometimes the way that he treats her makes her think that he doesn't love her back, which, no shit, girl. Like, he yawns at everything you say. Love yourself. So she chooses Matt. And I screamed. I was so excited. They always pick their stupid fucking boyfriends. They always pick their boyfriends, even when the date goes super well. Um, <clears throat> so I was really happy because that never happens. So that's why I wanted to choose this episode. Fernando flips her off and he runs out the door. Matt runs up and gives her a hug and starts shaking hands with her parents. Um, and then we end with Jim and Penny on the couch together. And Jim says that he thinks Fernando is really hurt. <laughs> and Penny cheers at that. So literally just fuck Fernando. And then Matt and Mikey have some cringy fucking producer line about how he hasn't felt this happy since his last deep conditioning hair treatment. And she's like, oh, that's so sweet. It's like, I guess it's just because like his hair is spiky and like they keep, they keep making references to his hair. Um, they kiss and then we are treated to another shot of Fernando pissing on a tree outside. And that's the end. So I couldn't do a where are they now for this because th these people are just lost to the ether. I don't know where they are. <laughs> I tried to find them, but who fucking knows? Mikey and Fernando and Jared and Matt, Jim and Penny. Good luck to you all. I hope you're living very happy, productive lives. Does it hold up? Is it worth a rewatch? Um, obviously, it's very fake. And it can definitely be problematic at times because it was filmed in the mid-2000s when we said horrible things because we didn't have any kind of sensitivity towards other people. Um, but it's still pretty interesting. And there's, like, a lot of high-quality episodes that are free on YouTube, um, on the MTV channel. So it's good to kill some time, like I said. All right, you guys, I know this is a shorter episode this week. I'm really sorry about that. Um, next week should be definitely, or next week, well, next episode should definitely be better, should definitely be a lot longer. Thank you so much for listening. I really, really do appreciate it, whether it's a long episode, a short episode, anytime that someone listens to my podcast, like really does mean a lot to me. Um, if you haven't already, please subscribe. Uh, leave me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That helps out a lot. It helps other people find the podcast. Uh, and come say hi to me on social media. I'm on Facebook at Snapback to Reality Podcast. Instagram is Snapback to Reality Pod. Or you can follow my personal Instagram at Riley Said So. My email is snapbackpodcast at gmail.com. And I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.